Hi everyone, Jill D'Arpino with AftermathOfSuicide.com. I haven't been on lately uh, between my fifth surgery in two years and my last, hopefully. Um, I came across an article by Barbara Danza, which is called Overcoming the Plague of Fear. And I have to tell you, this was so true as to what started happening in uh, 2020, okay, with COVID. But I want to read this to you. It's short, but take it to heart. Listen to this again if you need to. Um, I, I thought it was spot, you know, spot on. So during the past few years, a plague has descended upon us. No, not that plague, rather the plague of fear. It has truly become an epidemic. It seems like no matter where you turn, you're being encouraged to hold fast to your fear. After all, danger is lurking just around the corner. Experts are sounding the alarm and catastrophe is looming. While there's no doubt that we're living in a tumultuous and significant time, it is a steady state of fear really the best course to navigate through it? Of course, it can be said that fear is sometimes helpful. You'll carefully look both ways before you cross the street for fear of getting hit by a car. If your house is on fire, you fear your fear can propel you into swift and determination um, of action. When fear becomes a pervasive and chronic presence in your life, when it determines your state of mind, mood, choices, and overall outlook on life, It's doing you, those you love, your community, and arguably society at large a terrible disservice. Fear hinders our ability to think clearly and rationally. Fear prohibits us from being calm. It leads to foolish decisions, overreactions, and paralysis. Fear can easily become a habit. It's one of the easiest emotions for outside forces to manipulate. Fear is contagious. If you pause for a moment and assess the ways in which fear is playing a role in your life right now, you may be surprised. Do you stop yourself from taking action because you might fail or make a mess? Do you refrain from making decisions because the outcome is uncertain? Do you fear losing your wealth, health, relationships, or your self-interest? Do you worry about what others think of you? Do you judge, sorry, do you fudge the truth in favor of pleasing others? Do you avoid difficult conversations? Do you lose your temper? Do you procrastinate? Do you watch too much television and spend too much time scrolling through your phone? Do you avoid responsibility? If you can say yes to any of these questions or if you can see other ways in which you're harboring fear, that's wonderful. Now you can begin to let it go. Note your fear. You can imagine, you can't ma- manage a problem that you can't identify. Just like I always say, you can't, you know, fix a problem that you won't acknowledge you have. Honest self-reflection is a powerful tool. Now more than ever, it's beneficial to recognize when you're holding on to fear and the effect that it's having on your life. To make the most of such introspection, Write down all the ways in which you see yourself affected by fear. Return to add more whenever you're so inspired. You'll increase your own self-awareness immensely. 
Number two, let go. Once you begin to identify your fear, you can reject it, set it down, and let it go. Is it really that simple? No, but identifying it was already the hardest part. Now, when it flares up, when you find yourself avoiding something, rejecting something, sabotaging yourself, or straight up feeling afraid, pause. Recognize it for what it is. Unless you're in actual danger, reject it. You're stronger and braver than you're giving yourself credit for. You don't need to hang on to so much fear. Push it away. Audit your inputs. We're bombarded with information on a daily basis. What are you allowing into your mind? Much of today's media messaging is aimed at stoking fear. God, amen to that. That's so true. In the same way that you consider which foods you eat, consider what information you consume and its impact on your well-being. That's why I tell many people that are depressed, don't watch the news. If you pause for a moment, um, most of our lives are very busy. The pace in which we take on each day-to-day can enhance fear. In fact, we can even use our state of being busy as an avoidance tactic. Try slowing down. Instead of rushing through your phone call or your laundry folding or your dinner preparation, slow down and enjoy the process. Focus on the one thing you're doing. Give it your full attention. Release any fear that you have associated with it. Fear of phone calls. Maybe you fear letting someone down or being judged. Fear of laundry? Perhaps you fear you don't have enough time or you aren't doing a good job. Fear of dinner preparation? Perhaps you fear you don't have enough groceries or your family won't enjoy what you made. Slow down and see the good and the beauty in all that you do each day. Even the seemingly mundane tasks, you'll soon turn fear and worry into joy. Have faith. Fundamentally, much of our fear stems from a wish to control our circumstances and our fate. Boy, that is a big one, control. Faith in a higher power relieves much of this burden. When you realize that you can only do your best and live as virtuously as possible, stewarding the life you've been given to the best of your abilities, fear subsides to the background. If you're struggling with fear, strengthen your faith. So true. Uh, You know, I'm not pushing um, religion of any kind, of any, any type of religion or whatever. I'm just saying that I had a conversation today with someone that I talk to often about um, her loss. And the thought that we can control and hang on to everything, but nothing's changing. So why do you keep hanging on? Let it go. There's a higher power that will take over. And please don't use the excuse or try to blame, oh, it's God's fault, you know, God let this happen. No, we have free will. We choose what we want to do. Everyone has a choice. Put yourself to the test and take a measured risk. It doesn't have to be huge to start. Reach out to the friend with whom you've lost touch. Book the camping trip, even if you're unsure whether you can handle it. Check off the tasks on your to-do list that you've been avoiding. Show up. Face your fears. Take baby steps at first. Record your progress and keep going. So I thought that was a great article because fear, as most people know, is the number one emotion that holds us back. 
um, fear of public speaking, right? That's the number one fear. So, you know, when I read this, I get a lot of great articles um, regarding mind and body, and there's just different things that I'd like to pull out and share with you, because a lot of us don't even know how to do this, or it didn't even cross their mind. You know, you, you we all live in a place of just, like it said, hurry, hurry, let's do this, run in, run out. Um, and especially in this country, it's chaos here. It's, you know, just, you have to have traveled to see it. If those have never left their town or where they were born or the state, you're really missing out because travel is education, especially for children. But I, I just, I thought this was a great article. And fear, right? Fear that um, if I sing, it won't sound good. Or again, they won't like me. Fear of being rejected. That's a big one, especially for men um, with a woman or vice versa, but more so with men. Um, so, you know, I, I just hope that everybody is out there trying really hard to be kind there is so much meanness. I see it on a daily basis, especially living out in the Northeast. It's much more congested. There's a lot of people and everyone's in a hurry. You know, the infrastructure does not allow for the millions of people that live here and there's nowhere for them to expand anything. So it just gets more backed up and more backed up and the commuting for people, it's just, just chaos and you know, you're just aging right before your eyes from the stress, which is a killer, by the way. So, you know, everybody's fighting a battle, even if you think that they live in this beautiful home with all the money in the world. Um, you don't know what's behind that smile or their sadness with everything they have. You know, I love it when I hear people say, well, what does she have to be depressed about? Look at, you know, she's got everything. <laughs> wow, that person does not have a clue about life. And most of the time, those that say that have not lost anyone close to them. So if you'd like to reach out to me and let me know if there's something you'd like me to talk about regarding suicide, suicide loss, mental illness, anything, health, um, diet. Uh, like I said, I owned a sports supplement business for over 13 years and a taekwondo school and a gym. So I'm all about health and doing the best you can for yourself. We all have cheat days, but come on, you hit your 50s and 60s and it's going to catch up to you. And usually by then it's too late to re, you know, redo and undo all of the bad habits that people have had through the years. So you can reach out to me if you'd like. And um, if you'd like to be a guest speaker, I would love you to share your story. You can reach me at my webpage, aftermathofsuicide.com. There is a contact Jill page. And I appreciate you following me and for all the kindness that you show. Be nice to yourself. Please be kind to other people. Take care.